And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 246, a.k.a. season 3, episode 66, coming at you this week. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since this is your weekly call-in show, uh, those numbers are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. So what is going on with you this week, MC? Um, Not a whole lot. I mean, you know, um, playing with computers, uh, I just got a Star Wars game. Uh, Haven't seen the new Star Wars movie yet, but it's only, you know, been out a day, so... Oh, you're too late already then. Spoilers are going to be abound. Nah, nobody cares. Really? Yeah. We're, we're planning to go see it um, next week when, I, when we're on vacation. So we're going to... So which Star Wars game do you get? Is it Fallen Order? Because that's getting like yeah, very rave reviews. Yeah, Star uh, Fallen Order, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, same over here. Less on the computer stuff. Still playing some video games as well. But it's also it's also been a slow news week on the news front, um, mostly because the only thing that's dominated the news cycle as soon as it happened, right? Like, it happened, and then that's all anyone wants to talk about, uh, and that's the, the impeachment of the President of the yeah. United States of America. And I had uh, some really big point that I was going to make about it, but then I forgot what it was. So you just say what you want to say, and I'll say something. <laughs> I don't – that's the thing. I You know, pre-show, I asked you, I'm like, is, are we obligated to cover this as part of this show? Does it fall within the purview of the anarchist experience to at least touch on it? Um, because these are the people that try to you know, run our lives. They're the ones passing all the laws, the rules, the regulations that dictate what we can and cannot do. Uh, and I do have some other news articles about that. Um, but at the same time, when you know, the, the president being impeached is kind of big news, uh, but then you dig a little bit deeper and it's like, well what does it mean? Like what, what is different in my life now that that event has occurred? Um, and as far as I can tell, nothing, not, not, nothing at all. And then the rest of the news is, well, did he really get impeached? Right? Because now there's like, there's, there's tomfoolery and some trickery going on, uh, with, with the other branches of government, the, the, the legislative branch, um, not following the rules maybe. Or maybe following the rules in a different way, perhaps. Uh, and so now, so that, now that's all they want to talk about now, right? It's like it could have been, uh, you know, Trump's impeached. Uh, it moves from the House to the Senate. He gets the trial as per usual, and that would have been like the end of the news until something came of that. But because they went, yeah, we we got the vote, and we're not going to send it over. So let's just uh, we're just going to hang on to this for a little while. Uh, now, you know, so that added like two or three days on the news cycle, right, of, of what we can talk about, about the impeachment. Um, so very slow news week otherwise. So I figured, you know, we do, we do current events. We try to take it from a, a, an anarchist perspective, the liberty-oriented persuasion, as it were, on this show. Um, and I just, I got to say, like, I don't really care, right? Because for me... Um, you know, we, you know when, we, when we went to the Trump protest, when he first got elected, we had the sign that said, Trump, not my president. And we had the other one that said, Obama, not my president. Um, so if, if he does get impeached and removed from office, so we're going to hold up signs and say, like, Pence, not my president. Like, who cares? <laughs> right? right? Like, what, aside from, like, tarnishing Trump's record, right, which, which for a guy with an ego as big as his, might be the most destructive thing that has come out of this. 
right? I don't, I don't see how any of this impacts anything going on uh, in, in my regular day-to-day average, everyday normal life. And I think that's true for most people, except for maybe like the happy, happy, joy, joy feelings the left gets from going like, eh, we got him. Hey, he's in <laughs> we, we got him. Um, so I, I, I would say that like, you, well, you mentioned, why should we care? Well, there, there's some people that theorize and I, I think they're completely overblowing it, but uh, that, what do they call it? The boogaloo or boogaloo, boogaloo. How the boogaloo okay will, will occur which is a slang for a civil war um so i think i think the the left probably uh underplays how many crazy trump supporters there there really are right okay so it, it's going to piss off a lot of people is the thing and well, what what's going to piss people off more sorry to interrupt um, the, the whole boogaloo thing was about to like pop off in Virginia last week, uh, when they, when they said like, oh no, we're going to, we're going to, we're increasing the gun bans and the sheriff's department said, we're not going to enforce them. And the Virginia government said, well, we're going to fire all you who choose to not enforce it. Right. Then it's like, well, now we got, now we, now we're drawing lines in the sand. Right? <laughs> if you're going to, if you're going to come for guns in Virginia, Right. That seems to be, you know, where a boogaloo would set it off, if any place. Like, I don't know, I don't know how many Trump supporters in, like, you know, Delaware or North Dakota or South Dakota are going to, like, you know, rack a shotgun and take out some lefties uh, just because <laughs> Trump got impeached. But coming after uh, guns in the deeps, in you know, in, in Virginia of all places, I think, I think that there are, I think the irrational, like. You know the crazy Trump supporters. Like, I mean, they're all they're all so irrational all to us. But, <laughs> but um, you know they're out there. The ones that uh, that are you know over the exuberant ones. Yeah, ex- yeah. The, just the total nut, nut cases that that are. are not, they they would marry Trump if they could. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to say this. The, hmm, the extremists. We'll just say the extremists. Okay. Um, I, I think they're, they will be set off. Um, I don't know if Trump will encourage them uh, to cause chaos, but uh, I think it's. I think that's the you know worst case scenario. Well, in his is, run up during the campaign to be president, right? He was inciting some violence at some sure. of his rallies. So and that's and that's debatable too, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, violence kind of followed him around and he was okay with it. Right. Well, and he said stuff like back in my day, we would have punched that dude right in the face. Right. Sure. Like back in my, back in my day, it's okay to knock that sucker out. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's letting it follow you around or kind of, you know, take a real, a real fine line between advocating it and sharing a story about how it was back in your day. Sure. At the very least. But taking it to the next level if if trump were to say uh you know this is treasonous and i need your help to take back the presidency uh bring your guns maybe they would you know <laughs> so, <laughs> and and so you know there's there's possibilities here that that you know we we don't know what's going to happen yet uh you know probably if trump got impeached or kicked out of the presidency uh 
nothing bad would happen. And it's just that's kind of what I'm thinking. More news for the news, uh, more 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 excitement and drama for the news cycle. The the um, political the political uh, members of the community here, right, pose the, pose the interesting scenario that I guess you know if I was if I was on a betting site I'd probably bet in favor of this right like he's going to get impeached, he's not going to get removed from office, and he's going to win re-election. Like right. that's, that's yeah yeah that's the most likely scenario as it stands right now. I go that so is, how bizarre is that? Okay, I, I'm. A little confused. I don't really care about the government's process, but so there's an impeachment. What would what would it take to get the president removed from office? Uh, now that he has been impeached by the House of Representatives, they need to take those articles impeachment over to the Senate, where he will have a trial, and the Senate is the juries of the trial. And in order to remove Trump from office, they need to convict him with a supermajority. So two thirds okay. of the Senate need to vote guilty. And okay, no, nothing is going to happen then. Right, because <laughs> the Senate is currently controlled by Republicans. Well, so, there's, a lo- there's a lot of Republicans that don't like Trump, too, but I don't but, think they're going to <laughs> kick okay, him up. It's so just, you might say that, but not one single Republican voted for impeachment in the House. So it's like it's the most partisan impeachment process in the history of the United States, right? It sure, was, sure. All the Republicans voted no. Most of the Democrats voted yes, two Democrats voted no, and one voted present. Like, I'm here, but yeah, you guys do your own thing. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was brilliant, actually. Uh, That's a political move, yes. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not turning into well, a Tulsi fan, but politically the, I'd see the strategy there. The only reason I, I bring it out is to get people to think about the idea of not voting. I think it's I think it's great. Like if you don't like either option, like none of the above. Like yes. like yeah, I saw it. I saw it and I don't give a shit. Like yes. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so it it helps my cause out even if, you know, you don't care about her as a politician. <laughs> no, I I again, brilliant as a political move. Here's the thing, right? I I'm, I'm the anarchist. I don't I don't follow these things. I don't care. I don't involve myself. But what I can appreciate is like the strategy and the gamesmanship involved. And I will, you know, credit where it's due from that perspective, right? I, c- I can take myself out of the role of, you know, the, the victim to the Tulsi onslaught and, you know, how dare she as, you know, think she can rule over my life and go like, no, yeah, that was fucking brilliant. You know, if I were in her <laughs> shoes, right, especially where she's at uh, in the Democratic campaign, right, that I think that was brilliant strategy, even if I still don't like her as a person and will yeah. never favor any politician, I, and so, I can appreciate the, that aspect of it. Yeah, but so, some people say it was all strategy, but at the same time, I think that uh, I, don't, I think I think she does have a point. Like, there's and, and she's said it many times. Like, whenever they ask her about uh, like the, the the fake Russia conspiracy stuff, she's like, "Let's let's talk about something that matters in, instead of yeah. that." Um, so, and the same thing with the Trump thing like it doesn't matter like the whole impeachment thing doesn't matter it just doesn't <laughs> right talk about and, something else <laughs> and and to to just a little bit more information on you said like you don't know what the procedure is right it'll it'll likely die in the senate because he you know he, he the republicans even if they don't like him right seeing as how the issue is so partisan up front and in the sure. house you're not going to get a super majority of republicans to like change and turn on their president 
uh, a year before an election year and like just about guarantee they lose the White House uh, in 2020. Right. Like there's, you know, there's a bigger game being played than, yes, we're Republicans when we don't like Trump. Um, but because they're unlikely to get any Republicans to turn and actually look at the evidence, right, which was kind of an important aspect of this whole thing, um, the, the, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, says, like, we're not going to deliver the articles of impeachment there, right? Yeah. I'm going to wait uh, and, and, make, and ensure that we can get a fair trial in the Senate <laughs> before I move forward with this. So again, which, that act- which political speak is we have to pay off some Republicans to, <laughs> to swap their swap, swap their vote to uh, Could impeach. Be. And they're uh, losing yeah. a Democrat in the House because one of those Democrats that voted uh, uh, against impeachment voted no, right? It's like right. swapping parties now too. But she's holding off on that. So again, that adds like two more days to the news cycle where people are going like, well, can she do that? There's no rules against that. If he if she doesn't turn it over to the House, like this is this is this part of the impeachment proceedings, you vote and you turn it over. If if you don't turn it over, then is he really impeached, right? So now that you know the attorneys and the legal strategists are all looking at it, going like, well, maybe he wasn't really impeached. Like we don't now we don't know, right? If she never turns over the paperwork and it was just like a vote, right, that goes nowhere. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we can, maybe the legal scholars will agree. You know, he who writes the history books is right. Uh, the legal scholars will agree that he was not actually impeached, uh, and, and, and maybe and the they, ego they, remain intact. Maybe they did all this because they they liked Tulsi and they weren't her to win. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> no. The the other the, the conspiracy theory floating around the internet, right, is they did this to to as to cover up. Um, all the other stuff going on in the news cycle, like the the whole Epstein shenanigans, right? That yeah, and no I, I, I think thinking about. I think the Epstein things is, is more interesting than uh, the the impeachment and and Russia conspiracy theories and uh, Ukrainian and, and involvement. I also think you know Biden's situation is is more interesting. I mean, here's a guy who who they say is the front runner, and is too stupid to not talk about the illegal things he did in the Ukraine with his son. Yep. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's so stupid you couldn't make it up, right? See, and, and you say that, but the, the again, the political people here that I hang out with, it's a big community, and I just happen to be talking to them sometimes. They, you know, they believe that Elizabeth Warren is actually the front runner, at least here. <laughs> in New I go, really? Oh, How okay. is that even a thing? Right. <laughs> Do they not have a clue? Like, no, no. Well, here's the truth. Nobody does have a clue. Uh, when when uh, Ron Paul was running the first time, uh, McCain was like number ten on the list of 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 people who were expected to win, and it wasn't till the the voting primaries uh, that McCain went to number one, and then all of a sudden, okay, he won in a couple uh, cities states. And and then all of a sudden, okay, he's the he's the one everybody has to vote for now, okay. and so everybody got behind him. So yeah, nobody has a clue. Uh, and so are, are we are we calling like Yang Gang in the last leg? Then is is that who's gonna to pull no, us I, out? I I have no idea who's gonna win. No, I know, but he's like he's as far back as you could possibly get of, of people who are still in the running, right? Like, there's a handful that's dropped out. Like is Kamala Harris gonna get back in? <laughs> no, no, she's done. No, she's, she's done, right? Maybe Tulsi um, then. I, 
Here's the thing. Yeah. Around I, town, no, I, I see so, more Tulsi billboards and signs than any place else. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I believe it, but... Um, not in the polls. Uh, well, the polls are manipulated heavily. Oh, of course. Um, li- like I said, so you no know, one expected McCain to win. And he was low on the polls. Uh, and then... It, so, so who gets to decide? Well, the people who go to the primaries, the people who are involved in politics. So it... You know, kind of, it is true. Maybe, maybe Biden would be the guy because he's the guy that all the old people that go participate in primaries and, and know how the process works uh, would vote for. And there's, and in the Democrat Party, it's even weirder. Uh, they they have, you know, things. Well, they have it in the Republican Party too, but uh, more so in the Democrat Party. That like the Democrat Party is is more top down controlled than the Republican Party. So there's okay. things called super delegates that. Uh, are you know chosen by other leadership in the Democratic Party, and they already know who they're going to vote for. So it's all chosen. Like it's not it's not a fair process at all. The super delegate uh, issue came up during the Ron Paul run as well. Yeah, and it, and it okay. came up it came up with the the Hillary Clinton thing too, um, in, in the Democrat Party. And so yeah, That's it's, how it's she beat Bernie. Of, well, of course. <laughs> And 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 he knew that, and he and and he knew he wasn't going to win because of that, and so that's why he was basically saying, "Look, you know, I'm your friend. You know, help me out after after uh, you know after I lose." <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't think he cared about winning at all. He just he just wanted that uh, uh that popularity, and you because know, you know he he needs another house on the beach. Oh yeah, another million dollars for the socialists. Yeah. All right. But we'll see, right? Like you said, nobody knows. It's it's a bizarre the the world of politics in the United States is a little bizarre right now. Personally, you know, I don't uh, obviously I'm not going to get like, you know, my wet dream of everything being shut down. Um, <laughs> I don't I wouldn't mind the boogaloo situation. Like I'm not against that at all. Let's fuck pop it off, set it off, you know. Sure. Just somebody give me a reason at this point. Uh, but it's, it's what I, I guess the, the, what I'm hoping for at some point is that this whole shenanigans corrupts the political system and moves people away from politics as the solution. Like I know deep down that that's not going to happen. Right. But you get, you get all these people going like, yes, we impeached Trump and they're so happy until, you know, they wake up the next day and he's still in office. And then a month from now, he's like, he's not out of office because he's not removed from office. And I'm hoping that at least a handful of them, right, get disillusioned with the process, gets disillusioned with leadership, you know, their elected leadership. And goes like, no, you know, if, if, if that didn't work, like, wh- why bother even voting in the next election, right? If like, if, if, if that's how it works and they get what they want anyway, maybe some of them will learn their lesson um, and and move away from you know needing leaders, needing politicians to tell you yeah. how to run your life, and move more toward well, the anarchy side of things. And that's kind of my 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 point recently was with with the Trump impeachment thing. Um, you know, he's still going to be in office. He's probably going to win again, and uh, you know, people are still going to be uh, paying tribute to him. Um, so, in the form of taxes or 
however else they do it. So yeah, that was the, that was the other one that came up. It's like, are they still taking money from your paycheck? Well, the impeachment doesn't matter, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> until that's until that part happens, right? Until until they stop doing it or you stop letting them, right? Then all of this is you know the 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 bread and circuses, the dog and pony show, um, to keep to keep the news cycle going and to keep the people fooled about what's really going on. Yeah. All right. Shall we move into some headlines? I got. I don't have a lot, but we, got we need to get into the Bitcoin thing because you want to get into this Bitcoin thing. I I do because like reasons. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll run them through, and then we'll start with the Bitcoin one. Here's the here's where we'll start. She thought she was investing her savings. She was really handing it over to a thief. Uh, headline: House passed budget deal raises age to buy cigarettes to 21. So this is another one. Right. This is I, this is uh, uh, nationwide, I believe, uh, right under everyone's nose while everyone's talking about impeachment uh, headline failing to emigrate does not mean you give consent to the state. Uh, so you don't really have to move to Somalia uh, headline. California freelancers suffer from totally predictable unintended consequences of gig worker protection bill. Uh, that'll be another interesting one. Uh, and finally, headline, thanks to late-stage capitalism, you no longer need to leave your house. Yay. Which, yeah, fucking yay, man. I, yeah. <laughs> Woo! I'm, ha- I'm halfway there already. <laughs> yes, you are. I, unfortunately for me, I still have to get up in the morning and go to work. But if I could, you know, if I could, if I could get that remote job, it, it pro- I probably wouldn't want it because, you know, yeah. M, M works from home. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't think I could work from home at the same time she's working from home. So it's, it's nice to be able yeah. to go to work. Yeah. But, you know, now that I live in, in New England, where there's snow days and ice days and, you know, freezing cold days, oh, uh, yeah, you probably don't, I don't really want to go out today. So I, I bake it to work, and then I just stay in my office as much as possible until some customer goes like, hey, can you come do me a favor, bro? Like, God damn it. Can't you pick a warmer day, man? Can we do things wait till <laughs> summer? <laughs> All right. Headline. She thought she was investing her savings. She was really handing it over to a thief. Uh, so this is your Bitcoin story, MC, and I pulled this one um, partially because, you know, we cover crypto on this show and partially because it's from a local Hawaii news outlet. So Hawaii News Now. Um, and uh, we'll get into it in a minute. But I, I, I have family members um, and I've known people who went through this similar process uh, that, that this article is going to be talking about. So it'd be it'd be interesting to follow along and to see, you know, in the end of the day, it's not going to be at the end of the article, but at the end of the day. If she gets some uh, resolution, right, then, you know, maybe the, the, the other people who fell victim in this case can get some, some resolution as well. A Waipahu woman who lost more than $60,000 in oh a goodness. Bitcoin investment scheme is coming forward to warn other potential investors. So this I think is she's a, a little point. she's a little bit late. A little bit late. I was going to mention that. I, I, we'll get back into the article, uh, but I don't way even think late. You, you can get involved in that anymore. <laughs> I think they I think they moved to like Saudi Arabia or something. The company that we'll get into is is for the most part gone. But I think the I think the it's a little bit fear mongering towards Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general mm. um, that we you know we should put a stamp to before we move on to the article. So this. Sure. You know, th- this scheme happened during uh, like 2016, 2017 um, is is when the, the company that we're about to get into got shut down. Mm-hmm. So she lost it. You know, she's she's probably been struggling for two years uh, trying to, like, get some uh, get some results, uh, get some money back from these people unsuccessfully and then finally decided to go to the news. All right. Nora, 
said she, and they, they put in quotes, so that's not a real name, say, invested half of, her mon- half of the money in her 401k into two Bitcoin mining companies, the BitClub Network and USI Tech, which turned out to be massive Ponzi schemes that built hundreds of millions of dollars from investors. I don't think the money will come back, but we want to see justice for what they had done, she said. Bitcoin mining is a complicated operation. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) It uses high-powered computers to conduct thousands and thousands of Bitcoin trades, and the investor in the company gets a tiny fraction of each transaction. No, it doesn't. Well, okay. So, to be clear, they're likely talking about the the scams, BitClub Network, and USI Tech, right, as a mining company operation, not the actual... uh, technical term for bitcoin mining yeah right well i'm just you, saying the the author of this doesn't know what mining is and understood that's yeah. why I'm but most that. most people don't either so right which is why i'm allowing for the correction because you're right but at the same time they might be referring like when they say you know the investors in the company gets a tiny fraction what they're likely saying is the bit club network or usi tech has mining rigs right and investors in those companies get a return on what those companies mined on their own is that fair? Okay, sure. Okay, I mean, you tell me, is because that's that's the way I would read it if I was ta- if I was talking about the companies in general, not necessarily. The, yeah, I, the I don't want I don't want to get technical. Out. I just wanted to say it, okay. this isn't isn't one hundred percent isn't even it's about fifty percent accurate. Okay. The problem was that both BitClub and USI Tech, both based on the mainland. Weren't making that's the, the you know continental United States for those <laughs> not paying attention, weren't making legitimate trades. They were simply raking in money from new investors to pay for oldie ones, which again by definition Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nora said she was introduced to the two companies by a neighbor and friend of a neighbor who was promoting the schemes. She said when she asked for her money back, the promoter told her he was also a victim. After she called several times seeking a refund, she she said he hit her with a temporary restraining order to stop her attempts to collect her money. Law enforcement officials said they're seeing more complaints like these as cryptocurrencies are becoming more commonplace with mainstream investors. In talking to the police, they're investigating a couple of these cases, said Deputy Prosecutor Scott Spanilla, Spalina. Uh, We're talking about people losing thousands of dollars. In one case, we had an individual who lost over $100,000. Spolina said that the victim was also hit by a TRO. The pattern we are seeing is that the perpetrators are using TROs to quiet the victims, he said. A TRO is a shield, not a sword. That's the end of the article. So very very short, very basic, but there's a lot to parse out, and I figured that's why we can get into it. So I want to start going backwards through this article. Uh, using a TRO to quiet the victims. Well, um, if if somebody kept hassling me over something that I have no control over, I would get a TRO against them too. Um, so uh, there there was a lot of people that were suckered by these uh, these uh, companies, BitClub and USI Tech, and part of it was done like kind of like a, a multi-level marketing. And so you had people trying to get other people into it because then they would get higher bonuses, uh, yep. higher pay- payouts. So their percentage increased the more they get, they raked in underneath that. Right. In the but so it doesn't. I mean, they're individual kind of contractors in a way, but um, they uh, they weren't part of 
that company. They weren't, uh, how should I say this? They weren't, they weren't paid. employees. Yeah. yeah, they weren't employees. They, they were just people, other people involved in the same scheme that they were trying to get them into. Right. So, Which is brought up. The guy said he was a victim too. So she, you know, the, the victim in this case, Nora. Yeah. is somewhat going after the wrong person if she's you know, if she's going after like her upline. Yeah, basically right. going. He doesn't have the money either. She's going after a promoter. Okay, right. that's. I and to be fair, I'm I'm sure she's really pissed. She, I you know, I, I don't blame her for 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 being pissed off at at the person who promoted this to her. Um, but you know, he likely doesn't have the money either. And he's likely out as much or more as an upline. And so what what it doesn't say in here is did Nora give the neighbor and the friend the money or did she do all this on her own and put, you know, her, her neighbor and friend as the as her upline. Um so which we is, had a small we had a small back and forth with a mutual friend of ours on Facebook about this. He seemed to think that he that she gave the promoter the money and that's why I was going after her. Mm-hmm. I said he's probably just a promoter probably showed her how to put it with the company. So I'm assuming she invested directly with the company. Right. But, you know, you still talk and to your upline in, in multi-level be, because market. Because nobody does that. Nobody goes, oh, I want to invest in Apple and then and then gives her friend or neighbor uh, a whole bunch of money to invest in Apple. Nobody does that, right? They do it it's on their not, own. Yeah. It's, <laughs> not, it's not a proper way to do it. Right. And, and it's possible she did, but even then, like, there's even more risk giving it to your friend or neighbor, right? Because he, you know, the friend or neighbor could could have, it might have worked out great for him. He made it. He might have made you know ten times his money, yeah. uh, and and you still wouldn't be able to get your your money from your friend or neighbor because <laughs> you know it's, you you gave it to him. <laughs> so we're so. me and M are holding cryptocurrency currently, um, and at one point in time, you know, like we, you know, just just like multi level marketing, but because we thought it was a good idea tried to get family members involved like hey you know especially during the run-up like the when it was still you know less than five thousand before before the all-time high back in 2017 we were really involved uh more so more so then than now Mm -hmm. um but in trying to get like uh her brothers involved um they didn't they didn't want to right they didn't want to go through the hassle of setting up a wallet or getting on the exchange or whatever Mm -hmm. and so they just said well here's 50 bucks here you go Right, I'll start with fifty, mm-hmm. um, and to this day, right, the, you know, they're up. I don't know how much they're up, um, but their fifty bucks are showing a return. But she hasn't given them the bitcoin. She haven't hasn't cashed them out. Um, so she's technically like you know, in in accounting speak, has two separate accounts for one of each of her brothers uh, that has cryptocurrency on hold for them. Right. Mm-hmm. They have the same amount of Bitcoin that they started with or whatever currency, you know, got transferred into. They have the same amount as they always did, but as, as the value fluctuates, so does their return. So mm-hmm. in that case, yes, depending on, you know, how close friends you are with the neighbor or the neighbor's friend or whatever, you may just say, you know, here's a hundred bucks. Let's see what you can do. Right. Uh, but I don't think, I don't think going, you know, $60,000 in, I don't think she'd like cut a check to her upline for 60 grand and said like, here you go. Here's here's sixty grand, uh, because if she did, then maybe she has a case. Would she have a case if that were if if that was the situation? Uh, well, still probably not. Um, you'd have to, you'd have to have a contract. Sure. You know, you'd have to have proof that the the money was invested, and then. Uh, but even then, so if if the neighbor or friend invested the money and then lost it. Um, well, it's still it's still lost. I mean, you can't go after somebody for something that was lost in an investment that you wanted him to do. Yeah, 
Um, Even if you're talking with like a, a financial services firm, yeah, like an exactly. Investment firm. You yeah. give them money, they invest it how they think is best, but <laughs> even, you incur all the risk. Even when you give it to the bank, the bank doesn't keep that money. They invest it immediately. <laughs> you know? Even before you give them the money, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been invested ninefold. <laughs> we don't, we right. do not have to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so, that yeah. That gone. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I guess that's why I wanted you to talk about this uh, this article was because the, the question is, well, you know, pe- people would ask me, well, how, how did you know? How did you know it was a scam? And and it's pretty simple in crypto and a lot of other investments. And, and that is, uh, do you have to trust anybody? And the, the less trust you, you have to do, the, the more value it is as a stable, trustworthy investment. Um, so in the case of USI and, and BitClub, you have to trust that they're competent in making trades or competent in Bitcoin mining. And from their website, yeah, it, it looks like they're, they're really good at those things, but it's just a website. They can say whatever they want on those things. And so, um, yeah, so you have to, if you have to trust a third party, most likely it's, there's more risk involved. Uh, and so if you just, go out and buy Bitcoin on your own from a website and you ha- and you control it in your wallet, then you don't have to trust any anybody else to, yeah. to hold it for you. Uh, but this but, is like this is like acquiring the Bitcoin and then investing on top of that. Right. Sure, it's not just sure. it's not just purchasing cryptocurrency as a means to store value. Mm-hmm. These are like these are active investments like you would put like you would invest in Coca Cola or mm-hmm. General Electric or, you know, AT and T. Right? The company's newer but they they have this was their business model. We mine Bitcoin and we we give you a share of it, um, you know, for the cash that you give us to help with the mining operations or however that works. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so they're they're not as established, but they you know it's also you know how do you, where do you draw the where do you draw the line MC I guess where you can say like okay this is a legitimate operation and we can trust them versus well no, this sounds a little too scammy to me. Well, I I would say. Uh, like, is even, it impossible even, to invest even, in a mining operation? Even without de- determining if something is a scam or, or not, uh, what you should, you know, you should, you should draw, uh, you know, a chart, you know, 10, 10 being uh, the, the most trustworthy and one being uh, the, the least trustworthy. Um, so you're aiming for a 10, a perfect 10. Sure. Um, Which so you, that, you'll that, never get in an investment world. Well, n- nothing. Nothing is perfect ten, but yeah. you're aiming for that. So, closest to perfect ten would be like gold, because you can hold it yourself. It has a tree uh, of being used for trading, um, but uh, it it can be manipulated in some ways in in, in the market, right? So, um, it's gold is probably close close to ten. I would put like Bitcoin as a nine, uh, because there you have to trust something so what do you have to trust well you have to trust uh the developers of the the bitcoin mining network to be competent enough to keep keep the thing going um i i want to i want to draw a quick distinction uh, with your gold analogy as well this investing in usi tech or bitclub is not would not be the same as buying physical gold it would like being buying stocks in a gold mining operation Right. Is that fair? Well, mm. like you, you buy the stock in the gold mining, they mine the gold and you get a return on your stock. Uh, 
in this case, you know, paid paid in gold, right? I, uh, that may be the very uh, very subtle distinction, right? Sure, you, that, and that's that's what they're you're not buying Bitcoin. You're investing in a Bitcoin mining operation, right? But you're also in, investing in a supposed company that that they say they're trustworthy. So you you have to right fig, figure out if they're trustworthy or not. And so they haven't been around very long. Uh, neither has Bitcoin. So that's those a are whole two, other layer. So there's two two strikes against, uh, you know, the trustworthy aspect of it or not. Like you just yeah. don't know. So so Bitcoin, I would, I put it as a nine, uh, because well maybe even an eight, maybe maybe even less than that because it hasn't been around long enough to be uh, established as as sure. uh, a trustworthy investment. So there's there's still a lot of risk involved. There's, you know, gold's been around for a long time. And there's that's probably the the least yeah. risk. Uh, Ever. But but you're talking about investing in physical gold, not necessarily sure. a, a gold Physi- physical place. gold, yeah. right? So if so, that's 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 kind of towards my point. So if you're going to invest in the gold mining operation, gold mining operations have been around for a long time. They have a long history. You can you can go visit their mines. You can you can see how effective they are. They make reports all the time and how much they're collecting and and how expensive their operations are. And so. So, but you still have to trust that they'll keep mining, right? Yeah. I'm sure if they got enough money, if somebody gave them, let's say, uh, uh, somebody in Saudi Arabia, said, I'll give a trillion dollars invested in this company. They could just take the money and run. Just like, ah, oh, we got enough money now. We don't need to mine anything anymore. We just we just sold paper and it was, you know, <laughs> they could just do that. And of course, they'd get sued, but... Um, but so is this a problem that'll sort itself out as Bitcoin and cryptocurrency becomes more popular and more mainstream? Because you, like you said, Bitcoin well, has hasn't been around for very long. Any company that's based in the crypto sphere hasn't been around very long. Uh, and one of the other tech shows that I listened to, they have a, cur- a cryptocurrency advertiser, and they say like, well, this cryptocurrency advertiser has been around since 2015, which is a lifetime in the <laughs> crypto sphere, right? Well, for, like, first of all, BitClub and USI Tech. Were, were, is not a problem with Bitcoin. They're, they're Ponzi schemes, and Ponzi schemes are always going to be a problem. Um, in even, any industry. Even you know billionaire, rich, uh, smart investors were taken by uh, Bernie Madoff, right? So And Charles no, Ponzi before that, because you go after yeah, the people that have the money. Yeah, no, no, nobody's immune to the effect of seeing a number go up on their account, right? People like it. It feels good. They put more money into it. That's that's why it works. Yes. Um, and uh, unfortunately, um, uh, they they were just very successful at, at, at convincing people with a, a, a flashy website with, with numbers, you know? Yeah. Um, I know you warned us about USI Tech when we were looking into it and uh, – I don't know. I don't know if it's safe to quote you or, or to paraphrase what you said. You said it's probably a Ponzi scheme, but don't put much in there. But you might be able to see a return in the short run. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So some people made some money. Off very, of this. very, very few, few people. Yeah. Right. But I remember I had uh, I had one customer when when I was you know selling the cryptos, um, who like was this was his this was his retirement plan, right? This was his like I'm I'm dumping everything I can into this. Because this thing is like it's a money-making engine that will go on forever, and I, you know, I was selling him crypto. So, but I was, you know, I would have rather not sold him crypto uh, 
if he would have like gotten the message, right? Because I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I talk to my customers. You have casual conversations. Excuse me. And he basically said, you know, like that was it. This was his his retirement plan. And I said, well, I don't think you can expect, right, the 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 skyrocketing Bitcoin prices to go on at this rate forever, right? Like that's that's an unreasonable expectation. And the response I got back from him was, well, that even that doesn't matter because the people who run USI Tech, the people behind this are so smart about crypto that once they see that the the skyrocketing uh, returns in Bitcoin start to falter, they will shift their mining operations into a cryptocurrency that is still on the rise. Mm-hmm. Right. So they just they'll just move from one crypto to another and keep churning out returns for customers. And I was like, oh, man, you know, I I hope you're right. I'm not on the same page as you. Right. And then I get to look like I'm the dumb one. Right. Because I'm I'm the one selling crypto, not investing it in this USI tech. Like I sh- his his view is like I shouldn't be selling to him. I should be investing in USI tech, you know, with the with the crypto and the money that I'm getting rather than selling him, you know, more Bitcoin for him to invest with. Um, hmm. But yeah, so, and, you know, I, I talked to my uncle. Uh, my uncle lost some money in USI Tech. He's like, hey, boy, whatever happened to that company? I'm like, you tell me, man. Like, did, <laughs> I t- did I tell you to invest in USI Tech? You know, who told you this nonsense? Knowing, right. you know, no, knowing how, you know, small the island is and, you know, right. how close, you know, family members can be. It's not like he didn't know that I was involved in cryptocurrency, right? Mm-hmm. Like my, my parents knew, uh, my mom knew, my, my, you know, my, my sisters knew, my, the neighbors knew that if they wanted to, they could come to me when we were selling, when I was selling uh, to purchase some. Mm-hmm. But I would never have advised them, and I never advised anybody to, to start trading or to get involved with it. Right. To the point where even my friends, right, when they were just getting involved, I didn't sell them on trading at all. I said, like, you are not smart enough to start trading this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? I said, you all if you want to get in, buy some Bitcoin, hold right. it, see what happens. Right. Right? And there was something that goes like, oh, man, they, but they get excited, right? Their hands start rubbing together. They get a little oh, bit yeah. really like, I can trade this for the other altcoins. Sure. Right? I can do all these other, you know, investments in mining operations. I go, you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. Right? Like, if well, you think... But that phenomenon is is the same exact in, in the stock market. Like as as soon as you get uh, account open and you, okay, just put ten thousand dollars in it. Uh, that's probably the minimum that would be worth anybody's time. And okay. and then I was now, still twenty twenty to get started. I said, yeah, probably. When I, yeah, when, I say, when I've saved twenty thousand dollars, we'll talk again. <laughs> well, well, sure. Well, ten. I'm, I'm talking ten years ago. Ten thousand. Okay, probably. fair enough. So, so yeah, twenty thousand dollars. Put it in there, and then and the first thing you do want to do is is start moving it around, and then you buy something. And you're like, oh yeah, I bought this. I like this, and then it starts moving, and then you go dopamine. Oh here. well, I I, I want to move it to something else, and then uh, you know, and it doesn't matter whether it went up or down. You you just want it you know touch it and move it and it's and it's uh and it's silly the whole thing is silly and and i'm so glad i have a lazy gene like i don't like all right it's in there just fucking leave it alone man like i don't you know i don't want to know i just don't want to so the back to it later the the scary thing with bitcoin is it's actually easier to move around than cash so if you want to move it into different exchanges uh or different types of uh uh you know, investment frauds, scams, um, such as mining operations. Um, it's easy to do. 
and I think because of that, uh, you know, people do it. It's just, it's like, uh, it's like, why not? Once you have the Bitcoin, it's like, why not move it? Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's more tempting, uh, to do that, but uh, same thing kind of with, with the stock market. Once you have it, actually your, your money on uh, a stock market exchange, it's really easy to buy and sell things. And, yeah. And Cause you sit there, you sit in front of the computer and you go like, well, there's the amount in my account and there's all these ones going up and all these ones going down. I'll just put a little bit in the ones going up and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But then that, that only takes like a minute, right? It's like, bink, yep. and you're done. And then you're still sitting there looking at it going like, well, I still got this much in the account and there's just all these other ones going up and down like, bink. Yep. You know, it's a, it can be a real spiral, you know, a, a downward spiral of, you know, just like, like I said, it's like a dopamine hit. Just, it yeah. just feels good to do it regardless of the, the outcome. Yeah. What's weird is now I think there's multiple stock exchanges that have uh zero, zero dollar trading. Um, and I think How that's, does that even work? I think that's scary because that means they're making money off of the what do you call it the 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 spot trading the the oh gosh what is the i'm not going to be come to your aid on i i it's been it's been a while since i got into stock terms okay um the difference between what the price is and between the ask and the and the asking the bid yeah, the bid. Okay. So, I don't know. But anyway. I don't know. There's a term for that. Yeah. So anyway, there's a difference, and if you make enough trades, then those differences start to matter. Um, but also, it means that that the companies that are providing trading opportunities for people, like you know TD Ameritrade and everything else, uh, there's a possibility that they're they're making money betting against the people who are putting the money in. And so if they can see a trend of all their customers are dump, getting into one thing, then they can make leverage bets uh, against them. And then when it drops, when enough of them get out, then they, they make their profit. And okay. so this, this happens even worse in, in the Bitcoin world. Um, is the, the term for that is called churn and burn. Okay. And, and it happens when the people running the companies have inside information about how many people are going to lose their margins. Uh, that's when you when you borrow money to to get heavily uh, in, invested in into uh, a certain stock or into Bitcoin. Right. And so, with Bitcoin, there's a, a company called Bitmex, and you can do 100 to one leverage. And if so, that means if it goes down like one percent, then you lose everything. Um, and but if it goes up, that's a then, difficult then, gamble with all the fluctuations that Bitcoin. Well, has. well, exactly. But so they they see people getting into you know five times leverage, 10 times leverage, 20 times leverage. And all they have to do is make it, once they see enough people going, that's what they call it as making a long trade sure. with, with margin, then, then they can see how much it, it would cost to make it go down. Like they would have to sell, sell a certain amount of Bitcoin to make it go down a certain amount. And then they can see how many people would sell at each of those levels. And it causes a cascading, uh, sells once all these people's margins start start getting liquidated and so they so then they, the price keeps going down until that point where the the person that caused the collapse uh, has a buy order set and so he buys all the shares uh, at a cheap price and then the price pops back up to where it was and all the people are screwed because they can't get that they can't buy back their bitcoins at that cheap price anymore okay so 
in in when it comes to like stocks and i'm going to say legitimate even though i don't believe bitcoin to be illegitimate but in the in the in the legitimate realm of stock trading uh those insider deals are illegal and frowned upon but they do it anyway but they yeah they they definitely do it anyway but there's (laughs) but but there's it's just hidden more but there's but there's a system in place to make to, to make the average investor feel like that's not happening Right. That right. doesn't that doesn't it's, exist it's, at all in it's, the crypto it's, sphere. It's kinda like the, the, the SEC. Like, oh the SEC is there. We're protected. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you're not and you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> if you believe that, you deserve what you get. Exactly. Oh. And it's okay. and it's the same with the whole stock market. So what what's kind of funny is, you know, you got the high frequency trading algorithms working for the banks and, and those those trading programs are better than the average trader. It's kind of like gambling uh, against a, a bot on a Texas Hold'em, right? So on average, uh, the, the bot is going to win. And, uh, yeah. and the bot actually knows what cards you're holding as well. Well, sometimes they don't, but yeah. so, sometimes it's just a bot, uh, somebody running it at home. Um, so the the... The, the thing with the trades, uh, 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 the the high frequency trading algorithms stuff is that all these uh, companies are, are competing against e- each other, uh, but they're they're basically programmed with an assumption that these things always go up, and so they're programmed basically to make them go up, um, and so that's why we have flash crashes. So when it's okay. when something happens in the market that is not expected, then it freaks out the algorithms, and they all dump and and you know, causes these, you know, huge crashes uh, that were just, you know, like I said, not not expected to happen, but they do. Um, so the bigger organizations that have these algorithms, specifically in the Bitcoin sphere, do you find that to be uh, an ethical dilemma uh, or an ethical issue on their part? Like, we should not see this in Bitcoin, or is it just the, part of the game? The, eth- the ethical dilemma that I see is is way bigger than whether they should be able to trade against their their customers or not and and that is that the government promotes people getting in, invested in things that they shouldn't be so they give uh, like 401k tax incentives uh, for people to invest in in the stock market which is crazy because the average person doesn't know enough about coca-cola or apple or uh, the oil companies or, or whatever they're investing in to, well, to be invested 401k in. and they do it for you Right. Well, they do it for you, but uh, the the whole thing could. You take ten uh, percent of your paycheck, you put it into your four hundred one k. At the end of your your tenure, you have a retirement fund, right? And I mean, bing. that's that's what they say how it's supposed to work, and and for uh, a long enough time, it, it can work, but eventually, it won't. And so, and that's the thing, you know, you're, eventually you're going to have a, a big crash, and, and people are going to lose what they thought was their retirement, right? And <laughs> so um it it'll happen again um and and if it doesn't happen and this is kind of what 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 I'm thinking you know about the future I don't I don't think it's going to happen I think they're going to prop it up uh but it just won't be um uh, profitable for uh, a number of years uh okay. it could be it could it could you know be at the level it's currently at for you know 50 years and then p- people finally go oh well this isn't working anymore i'm going to invest in something else uh but by that time you you're, you don't have a retirement saved up so well that's that's going to be my next question and it might be too big of a question for this show specifically is you know on the show we talk about you know uh social security being a ponzi scheme right you, you shouldn't count on that um 
companies have gone away from um, pension plans, right? Because that's too expensive at the company level to pay, Mm -hmm. you know, to pay employees long after their working years. Sure. 401ks kind of took that over, but you're saying that that's going to end at some point as well. Like the, the risk is there for a crash of your 401k. So how do how does the average uh, working person like how do they save for retirement? Because we we'd also say if you put it into a savings account, uh, you're losing money just on the inflation alone. So, so if in in a more ideal world, I'm not saying ideal as in there is an ideal, but if we had a stable currency, you would just be able to save money. I mean, that's that would that's the way it should work. You should be able to save for your future, and and count on that. Yeah, uh, but now so, you can't, so you have to risk it in some form or fashion. Sure, sure. To make sure you have something at the end. And so you have to basically invest. Like, if you want absolute safety, you have to have a diverse portfolio of you know gold stocks bonds and you know just whatever and then like if the gold shoots up then you sell some of that and then if if the if the value of the dollar goes up then you sell some of that and if the uh you know you just and if the stocks are you know go way up then you sell some of those and you you buy more gold um well but now we're talking about once again the individual holder of the money or the individual investor needing specialized knowledge in things that they not may not have specialized in sort of I, I wouldn't even say it's that specialized i i mean it's it's more difficult than you know just saving money and putting it under your mattress for sure but it's not it's not rocket science it's not that hard okay um, well the, if you're gonna you know if you're gonna get bonds who are you gonna get the bonds from right you know we i was on sure. free talk live this past sunday and we were talking about like the the, the greek bond haircut Right. <laughs> they go like ah, 50 percent just gone. Right. And we got into a whole discussion about that. So you can't trust government bonds. Right. Stocks fluctuate based on the company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? What else? Well, I forget what else you mentioned. But those are the two big ones. Stocks and bonds. Oh, gold. Right. Yeah. Gold might be the best bet. But, you know, even the even the return on gold um, isn't isn't exorbitant over the years. Right. It's, it's very steady, very sturdy, very stable sure. um, long term. So, you know, but even that, you said you got to diversify away from that because who knows what it's going to be in the future. Right, right. And so my that's kind of my point, though. It's everything's being manipulated. Yeah. And uh, But the average person needs to know about gold and precious metals. They need to know about stocks. They need to pay attention to the bonds in or, as opposed well, to just... They, they should all know. Right now. We, we just... We just we just explained they, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's an expert now, okay? <laughs> You guys know what to do now. If if you're worried about your retirement, gold, stocks, and bonds, figure every, it out. Everybody, well, and also land. I mean, people know okay. instinctively about what what holds value, right? And so, for for most people, it's it's uh, property value, right? Um, and they also it know can that be until that some, crashes, right? Yeah, sometimes sometimes it crashes, but that's usually because of the the, the banks and the, and the loans situations. Well, you can place the blame wherever you want. It's still the people that are affected, right? The people that go like, "Oh, well, I wasn't trying to say to that." Put, but yeah, the best place to put my money is real estate, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're they're underwater on that investment. Be- yeah, because, for a little while because manipulation. For a little well, while, some, but a bunch of people went bankrupt, and some of them walked out on it because they couldn't sustain it. It wasn't yeah. underwater for a little while, and we're dig ourselves out. It was we're going yeah, to some, drown. Some people, I mean, th- um, I mean that could that could be said about any any investment. 
you know, every, everything's risky. Yeah, except it except be. except one one isn't risky at at the moment. That, that's that's cash because you know they're always going to print more of it, and it's always going to become less uh, <laughs> until until it isn't. Like there's there's a time in the I think it was the the 80s uh, that cash all of a sudden was worth more, and they, that's because they raised interest rates, right? Uh, okay. That could happen again, and I'm not saying I want that to happen. My my point is is that it shouldn't be up to a central bank to decide when that happens. So they're the ones that create, you know, decide who the winners and losers are going to be at any given time. Yeah, I'm not. I, again, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just I'm thinking of it from the from the lay the average person, the layman's perspective, right? E- even if even if you say cash isn't risky, right? We already know that it's going to devalue over time. And well, that it, that that, long, that is the risk. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's also the historical trend, right? <laughs> if you, if you, you know, for at least in the, at least in the U.S. and the U.S. dollar, uh, it's it's what like well, one to three percent of the value all, that it had. When all, it first all fiat year. currencies, all fiat currencies. Right. So high. So again, you know, you got gold, uh, gold stocks, bonds, and now cash, right? That are theoretically all risky. And what you know, what we're talking about is. How do you mitigate that risk? And you're saying balance across all four, mm-hmm. right? And I'm saying, you know, the the average American, right, uh, I don't believe uh, has the, I don't want to say capacity, but has the time. Oh, no, they don't have the time. To, to acquire the specialized knowledge to invest their retirement properly and satisfactorily, mm. which is why it ends up in 401ks, it, which is it, why it, it ends depends. Um, I would say pe- people with enough money to invest across four or five different things. Uh, probably have the time and energy to do it. Now, whether okay. they do or not, that's a that's a different thing. Yeah, but um, the average person goes like, just put it in four hundred one k, and hopefully, and if we're lucky, oh, sure, it's there sure. when I retire. Right, right. Um, oh, I lost my track of thought here. Oh, it's right. okay. Who cares? <laughs> um, I mean, we're we're pushing the end of the time as well. Is there anything else you want to get into, or any of the other headlines you want to parse out really quickly, or we can just cut it a minute or two short? You are in charge. All right. Final thoughts then. We'll just wrap this some bitch up. Nope. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us. Anarchistexperience.com. Minds.com slash the anarchist experience. And if you'd like to contribute to the show financially, uh, here's another thing for you to invest in along with your gold, your cash, your stocks, and your bonds. Uh, throw a little bit our way through Patreon. Patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Uh, Thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.